Glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We are here on a Wednesday. 28th day of October 2020. October is almost done, Big J. Yeah, man, that moon is huge. Yeah, baby. Blue moon, dude. It's going to be a crazy Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Or will it? Uh, Because we're not going to be able to do anything. One of the two. That might make it crazy. (laughs) As if we're not already stir crazy to begin with. Uh, there's that to factor in as well, but yeah, it is. It's a it's a crazy moon out there. Uh, nice when the skies are clear. Uh, stupid early in the morning, so you can actually uh, enjoy it and bask in the glory of it. Hopefully, you are having a good morning so far. Uh, it is our goal, our job, Big J, to try to make that a little bit better. And yes. we will do so today with a visit from our friend Al Petrelli. Uh, Al has been the longtime music director of a little thing called the Trans-Siberian Orchestra that has played here in the Treasure Valley a whole bunch. We've had Al in studio before. We've had Al on the phone a whole bunch of times. And Trans-Siberian Orchestra, of course, usually spends this time of year just gallivanting all over God's green earth playing Christmas songs, uh, but not the kind of Christmas songs that you remember as a kid. They rock them up, baby. Oh, big time. And it's an incredible, amazing live show that they put on, and unfortunately, because of COVID-19, they're not able to do it. And so, what do you do if you're Trans-Siberian Orchestra? You put on a streaming event, don't you? Yeah, you kind of have to. And so, that is what Al's going to talk to us about. Uh, It is coming around just the time for the holidays, and uh, he wants you to maybe sit around the old laptop with the family and enjoy some rock and Christmas tunes, and uh, Al's got a great story to tell, and we're going to hear from him a little bit later on this morning in the 7 o'clock hour, so that's going to be pretty awesome. Another chance to qualify for winning Santa's sack is on the agenda for today as well. So if you haven't qualified yet, you can be able to get in on that first grand prize drawing, which is happening on Friday. And inside Santa's sack this week is an Echo Dot smart speaker, which is pretty awesome. If you haven't had one of those, that's fine. If you do have one already, add it to the arsenal, man. Yeah. You can have like seven or eight in your house. And they can all sync up, and it could be like uh, like you have your own intercom system, and you don't, which is pretty cool. Of course, uh, and then, of course, Santa's sack gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you qualify once, you're qualified for the entire run. So you could win the grand prize at any particular point. All you have to do is get qualified, which is pretty cool. And that's happening with Pop Culture Smackdown. So it shall be a decent Wednesday, we hope. And it starts with some music. How about some Rage Against the Machine? Guerrilla Radio to kick off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. In the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. In it to win it, the Idaho Lottery's $1 billion raffle has the best odds of winning a million bucks and is on sale now. Play before November 3rd for your chance to win a $1,000 daily prize as well. So the Idaho Lottery raffle on now. 873 new COVID-19 cases reported in the Gem State on Tuesday. 684 confirmed, 189 probable. We are close to 61,000, Big J. 60,923 cases here uh, in Idaho. Of that number, 53,769 are confirmed. Ada counties once again the daily hotspot, 94 cases to their total today. Twin County, 75, uh, followed by Canyon County, which had 71. Seven new deaths as well. We're at 589 for that. 28,553 recoveries have been made. We've been kind of hovering around that 850 number the last three or four days. Looks like that's not going away anytime soon, so get used to it. Those are the numbers that came out yesterday, courtesy of the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. 
We were right, Big J. We called it. The Dodgers were going to win in game six, and sure enough, they did, thanks to some managerial decisions by the Tampa Bay Rays, it seems like. Three to one, your final score. The World Series is over. Dodgers win four games to two. But nobody seems to be talking about the championship, Big J. They're talking about the other stuff. <clears throat> yeah. That happened during the course of the game. Uh, the first of which was Kevin Cash pulling his starter fairly early in the game despite dominating. And the second he pulled him out, the Dodgers took the lead and never gave it up. And so that was it. The big thing, however, was weirdly, during the game, the Dodgers had to pull third baseman Justin Turner from the lineup because they were told that he tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, if you're going, huh? Yeah, huh? You probably should. Because, number one, baseball's been playing in a bubble for the playoffs. So how did Turner contract the coronavirus in the bubble? Number two, why, in God's name, are they getting the results in the middle of the game? Yeah. And not before. What's the point of taking coronavirus tests if you're not getting the results until the middle of the game when Turner could have possibly infected everybody? Uh, that he's playing alongside with in that dugout. Who knows? I don't have that answer, but it's crazy. It's their only positive test in 59 days. And so they had to remove him from the game in the seventh inning. And then, weird, weirder than that, is despite the positive test, despite being pulled from the game, being told he has tested positive for the coronavirus, he somehow talked his way out on the field and was celebrating with all of his teammates touching the trophy, and then took his mask off for the team photo and said, I feel great, no symptoms. Had to celebrate with my guys. It's like, hang on a second, man. What? Huh? Now, here's what my gut says, and I hope I'm right, that it's a false positive because if he did follow all the protocol and, you know, it's yeah. not the first time it's happened, it could be a possibility of the thing, and that would save Major League Baseball's ass in this situation. But I think if it is true for whatever reason this is a full-on disaster i mean granted it's the last game of the season but now all these guys are leaving that bubble you know what i'm saying right god knows what and we already know that justin turner can't be trusted so who else can we trust? well and a bunch of the players that they had put on masks and everything during the celebration too and it just yeah that was a weird yeah and they took them all off for the team photo afterwards uh it was very weird so I'm sure more to come in this particular story, but strange. We talked about it at the opening of the show. Saturday's Halloween, and there's going to be a, a full moon. Not only that, but a blue moon gracing the sky on uh, on Halloween. And so how do you take advantage of that? Well, if you're Denny's Big J, you serve up a blue moons over my hammy sandwich. Uh, it is their famous breakfast sandwich that features ham, scrambled eggs, Swiss cheese, American cheese, and then they've dyed the sourdough bread blue. Jeez. Pretty close to a blue waffle, if you ask me. But the special sandwich will only be available on Halloween at 20 restaurants in the Miami area. So don't even try to have it. But I guess if you've always wanted a blue sourdough sandwich, it might be worth a trip, question mark? Weird. Probably not, though. It sounds gross, actually. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Your send new song of the day, Baby Got Damarung from Monster Magnet on Dave's 64th birthday. Thank you for selecting that one here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J made a selection of his own about a day ago. He selected a movie called Evil Eye to watch and review for you, courtesy of Streaming Dumbass in the horror Halloween-themed version of it. And I ask you, Big J, 
How was the movie? Well, uh, you know, what you've got here is a movie about uh, a young woman who uh, is uh, his mother. Her her mother is very superstitious and a little kooky, it seems, Nick. And uh, in one hand, she really wants her to find uh, a boyfriend and settle down. And then once that happens, she's like, oh, no, this might not be the right. I didn't pick this guy. It might be the wrong guy. Oh, uh, and uh, there's reasons for that, and, and I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, spoil the entire movie for you. I'll tell you this: it's uh, there's a lot of character development in this. I mean, a lot uh, that that leads up to it with the daughter and the mother uh, and the, the the boyfriend, and so you, you start to the story starts to unfold and reveal itself. There's some pretty good acting uh, around that. Um, and you, you kind of get the feeling like, listen, something's going to happen here eventually because it has to. It's just kind of building up uh, to to a an, an ending here. And I'll tell you, it's anticlimactic, Nick. Uh, all the buildup is just doesn't pay off in the end. And what what ends up does happen is is over really fast, and it just seems like. Um, I don't know. They spent so much time and did such a great job developing it. They didn't pay it off very well. So uh, that's probably the reason I'm not going to uh, approve this movie. And it, it seemed to have a good chance to keep my, it kept my interest. And in, in, but the mother, uh, she was, I thought, a little crazy in the end. She isn't as crazy as you would think. All right. Uh, is it a horror movie? Uh, yeah, I think, I guess you could put, I wouldn't say it's, no, it's a thriller. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Or a suspense movie. There's no scariness in here, really. Um, there's no jump scares, those sort of things. It's it, There's no haunting, nothing like that. But I would call it uh, definitely a thriller, for okay. sure. Uh, and it, it got off to a good start, but just kind of fizzled out at the end? Yeah, it didn't, just didn't pay off, which is uh, which is too bad. They, they could have done a, a couple different things, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, and so, uh, would you say the movie is not Big J approved? Not approved. All right. It's two in a row. I don't like this. It was supposed to be a good uh, little hidden gem that we were going to find here for you. But unfortunately, it is not Evil Eye, which is a new movie that was streaming on Amazon Prime in honor of Halloween. But it doesn't sound very Halloween-y at all. Does it even take place during no. Halloween? No, no, no. It wasn't Halloween-y at all. Yeah, for crying out loud. Yeah. Well, that seems like a real Amazon Prime fail, as far so, as I'm concerned. Sorry, dude. Oh, it's all right. It's not my fault. I didn't make the movie. Uh, I don't feel any kind of... Uh, I just uh, wanted it to be a good Halloween movie for people that you would recommend. What do you recommend they watch instead? Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> all right. Uh, so there is the you Big Don't get J much more Halloween-y than that. Official pick for Halloween. Not Evil Eye, which he says avoid at all costs. So we will, please. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I hope your body's ready, Big J, because there is yet another streaming service coming. Oh boy. This one from service provider T Mobile. You ever heard of them? Yeah. They get their own streaming service now? They're, they're launching one called T Vision starting next month. Three different versions of T Vision available T Vision Live, which has live news, entertainment, and sports channels. At three tiers for $40, $50, and $60, depending on how many sports channels you signed up for. There's the T-Vision Vibe, which has about 30 channels from AMC, Discovery, and Viacom, but no sports. That's only $10 a month. And then T-Vision Channels, which allows customers to sign up for individual channing streaming services, a la carte style, Big J, with Star, Showtime, Epics among those. TV Vision will be available for T-Mobile wireless customers starting November 1st. Uh, Legacy Spirit uh, Sprint customers on November 13th and for non-subscribers starting next year. Which makes me wonder, is it an app or is it just something you can stream on your phone? 
Because yeah. even T-Mobile, I would think it would be phone-based, right? Yeah, you would think. Because that's what they do. So I wonder if you can get it on your TV, or you'd have to just keep it on your phone, or maybe you can, you know, Chromecast it or something like that. Seemed like it would be a bad idea just to have it on your phone. But as a phone company, that's what they do, right? Sure. You know, I mean, they're not—they're not. They're not uh, Don't invest too much money in it. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's ten dollars a month for the cheapest plan. That ain't bad, I guess. If you need some sort of streaming channels. I guess I also wonder what kind of sports is involved. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but who just wants to watch it on their phone? Well, I think a lot more people than you think. Oh, Otherwise, tell that to be... Quibi. <laughs> well, Quibi's a different animal altogether. These are brand... Quibi was, uh, you know, exclusive content in less than 10-minute bites. And I still don't think, as much as, as we are ADHD, I don't think we're ready for that yet on a small service phone. But if I if you're if I'm saying to you, I mean, look at how much success NFL has had with their red zone stuff or their their NFL network stuff on just their phone. As much as you and I don't like it, they have been incredibly successful with that model, where people can get the all the games on their phone, but they just have it on their phone. So they're doing something right. There are people out there that want it. I just wonder if it's what makes me think it might be to TV is the fact that it's going to be available for non-subscribers. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't have to be a T-Mobile subscriber beginning next year in order to grab this, so there might be hope for you yet. Des Bryant's back in the NFL, Big J. He signed a contract with the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. He was assigned to the practice squad, which is, of course, one step closer to, play, play, one step closer to playing in the NFL again. He last done so in 2017. He was released by Dallas. Bryant then signed with the New Orleans Saints in November of 2018. But if you remember, in his very first practice after signing, he tore his Achilles tendon. And so that was it for him. So he's uh, he says he's happy to be back, and we'll see if he makes it onto the field. Big J, what's your gut say? Is he going to make it into a game? I mean, sure is trying. Well, sure. Sure, why not? So. Big J says yes. Off the practice squad. I guess this is good news for video game fans. Netflix has decided that despite the fact that the movie fell on its ass, they want to make a live-action series based on Assassin's Creed by Ubisoft. This will be the first show in, of several in a new series, including both an animated and an anime series based on Assassin's Creed, and now they're going live-action as well. So Netflix is pushing all in onto the table on uh, to Assassin's Creed. Any interest, Big J? I know I didn't I haven't even watched the movie yet. So, uh, yeah, well, you really haven't. I mean, you've played the game a couple times, but you're not like a huge, gigantic fan, right? Yeah, man, you're right. I'll say this: like, I mean, I, as somebody that's played Assassin's Creed as well, I find the whole, <laughs> the whole, non, uh, uh, you know, playing part of Assassin's Creed rather tedious and confusing. <laughs> like, I still don't really know what's going on or why they're traveling back in time or they're part of yeah. these different bodies. None of that stuff has ever really made sense to me. I just think it's kind of cool to play as a pirate in Revolutionary War and right. that kind of stuff and as a Viking. And so that's why I play these games, because the story that's going on and why why they're in this VR world, I still don't understand, or why they're digging up these stones. None of that bleep makes any sense to me, but whatever. Never made sense to me either. Uh, enjoy the live-action TV series. If you'd like to watch it, it will be coming soon to Netflix. On 100.3, the X rocks. Berlin, Germany is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Berlin? You've always said, Big J, people love sex. Yeah. Uh, But the question becomes, at 
one point do you uh, think to yourself, maybe not such a good idea in the middle of a pandemic to have a uh, sex party? And the answer for at least a ton of German citizens is not too much. Because uh, apparently they were having one and it turned into a much bigger thing than they had anticipated. <laughs> uh, you see, uh, Germany's dealing with the pandemic as well. Europe's uh, uh, having a hard time. Yeah, Germany has reached its uh, its fifth straight day of more than 10,000 cases. Uh, they've got 430,000 cases in the country since the pandemic began. And so they are dealing with some lockdown. But that didn't stop people in Berlin from wanting to put together a little bit of a sex party. As a matter of fact, they were selling tickets for the gig. It was what they tickets. called Berlin's only outdoor sex party. And they sold tickets, uh, and they expected 250 people to show up, and that was the guidelines that was allowed underneath the current restrictions. So they were all happy, right? Well, Big J, apparently there's a lot more horny people out there than they had anticipated because uh, 600 people showed up for this particular sex party. Jeez. Now, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know enough about this kind of stuff. I'm no expert, that's for sure. But I'm guessing that that's a lot of people to show up for a sex party, right? Right, yeah. If you're like, hey, you know, we're let's swing it on up into the middle of the night. Uh, I'd imagine you get, like, you know, if a baker's dozen people to show up if you're lucky. Not 600, but here we go. 600 people showed up. And then it got all weird with, like, fetishes and stuff, Big J. I, I don't want to get into all the specifics, but it, it was a real situation. And so police had to be called, not because there was a sex party going on, because this is Europe and Germany. They're cool with all that stuff. They're into really weird stuff over there, Big Yeah, J. they don't mind. Uh, it's a running theme in a lot of pop culture stuff, how weird German porn can get. But, uh, you know, you have an opportunity for that many people to show up, and the police are not going to be happy about it. And that's exactly what had to happen. Police in Berlin had to show up and break up this damn sex party because while they were okay for 250, they were not okay for 600. But I'll say this: I mean, doesn't the term "sex party" itself imply that while you're allowed to have 250 people in this particular area, they're certainly not going to be doing social distancing, right? Well, how could you? Right, that's what I'm saying. It's a sex party. I got to socially distance. Sexually distance yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like uh, an oxymoron. You gotta get it on if you're gonna go to a sex party. And that in and of itself is going to require other people, at least in theory. And so that's an issue. Police thought it was an issue as well. They had to break it up. So not only did 600 people leave probably fairly sexually frustrated, uh, on top of that, they're also out some cash because, you know, they sold 250 tickets to this thing. So watch out. The organizers said the event served as a meeting point for the community, and they didn't want to declare it a sex party. It's just kind of what it turned into. <laughs> so, look out, everybody. Look out. But I guess people are horny enough to go to sex parties in the middle of a pandemic, Big Jake. It's an it's a innate desire. Humanity, what are we going to do? Carnal needs, Big Jake. People have them, apparently. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Stay safe, everybody. Stay away from the sex parties. Coming up next, Al Petrelli is going to join us for a little party of our own. We're talking TSO next on the X-Rocks. 
Shine down and second chance here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. There's zero doubt that Trans-Siberian Orchestra and the holiday season go hand in hand. This year, of course, a little bit different. Not your usual holiday season. And so Trans-Siberian Orchestra has something pretty important planned and pretty cool planned, which is why we are touching base with our friend Al Petrali, who's been a member of the TSO since its humble beginnings. And he joins us on the phone right now to talk about those really cool plans for the holiday season. Good morning, Al. How you doing? How you holding up over there? Everything is good. Thank you so much for asking. You know, uh, this new normal that we're living through, but, uh, you know, we're having a good time. You know, my, my daughters are home a lot, and uh, they're driving me nuts, so all's good in the world. <laughs> well, it's good to catch up with you again, Al. Thank you for making time. Uh, it's another Always. big event for you guys with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, this time around, you're doing a live streaming event. Now, not your first rodeo filming what you guys have done. What's a little bit different about this live stream than it would be for, like, let's say you're doing, like, a TV special for people? or something well because we're playing live yeah. I mean first and foremost it's gonna be a live presentation of, of the uh, of Christmas Eve and other stories you know we're rehearsing as a band we're setting up as a band production is setting up for a live show we're gonna go top to bottom and there's no post-production there's no overdubs you know this is gonna be you know loud and proud TSO just like you come see it in an arena but, you know, everybody gets to stay home in their pajamas on the couch with the fireplace going. <laughs> you know, let us do the work. Let us bring it to your living room where you're safe and, and you feel okay about it and just turn your TV up real loud. But, you know, this will be, you know, one take. We're, we're going. It's uh, it's going to be awesome. You know, Al, I had the uh, the pleasure to come out there a couple years ago in Omaha and, and check out the, the final dress rehearsal. And so I wonder, you know, usually when you go out and you do your tour, you got two separate, you know, companies pretty much that are out there doing this tour. Uh, was it hard to pare down uh, people to to be in this event, or did you have everybody as a part of it? No, it's it's going to be mem- uh, members of both, uh, but what was uh, kind of a no-brainer is that it's putting the rhythm section back together that we haven't played together since the first tour in 1999. You wow. know, back then it was only one band, and in 2000 is when it kind of split into two because we just had to cover, like, so much territory. We couldn't pull it off with one band during, you know, the window that is the holiday season. So, you know, for Johnny Lee and myself, we've been touring together for 21 years. We haven't played with uh, Chris Caffrey and Jeff Plate since, I think, the Beacon Show in 99. So, you know, it's exciting for us to do this again for the first time in 20-something years. And then we got singers from, you know, both sides coming to join us. And it's really exciting in that way because it is kind of a brand-new band, you know. But uh, these guys are so great at what they do. They're all working, like, twice as hard right now getting ready for this because it was taken away from us in August. Yeah, yeah, you know, when sure. they made the announcement that we couldn't tour, you know, everybody was heartbroken. And the fact that, you know, the O'Neill family and management, you know, came up with the idea of doing a live stream, we were like, we get another swing at the plate, everybody works so much harder. You know, we're so excited. Again, it's going to be different, but right now, different is all we have. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Al Petrelli joins us from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It's good to catch up with Al again. Of course, anybody that has seen uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra live knows you guys don't mess around. You bring it when it comes to putting together a show. Uh, where where are you doing the staging for, I'm sure, what's going to be a gigantic production? Yeah, we're going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we found a facility that not only can accommodate you know the show and what we're trying to do, but also you know uh, safety guidelines and regulations and stuff like that, which is you know paramount these days. So, you know everybody's been getting tested, everybody's you know staying healthy, doing you know following the protocols that are necessary right now. And when we walk through the doors in that building in a couple weeks. Uh, they're going to lock the doors behind us, and then we get to go be us. Again, different circumstances, different surroundings, but the familiarity of Christmas Eve and other stories, you know, Paul O'Neill's timeless classic, will kind of bring us all back together. And the fact that we are able to do this 
one more time or one time this year means everything to me. You know, I couldn't let this thing get the best of us. Nobody's going to lay down to this thing. We're going to do anything we could do. We're going to adapt. We're going to overcome. We're going to improvise just so we can share this 90 minutes together with so many people who have made this part of their holiday tradition. You know, let the world go away for an hour and a half. It'll be there when we're done. You know, but for that 90 minutes, let's all have that familiar um, tradition that we've all just held so closely to our hearts. Yeah, and I was just going to say the pressure's on, too, because, you know, despite all of this and everything happening, uh, you know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, it has a beautiful message to it as well of hope and, mm-hmm. and love. I mean, that's something we need more now than ever, dude. Agreed, and thank you so much for saying that. Listen, it's a very Frank Capra-esque tale that Paul wrote, you know, and it has a happy ending. And, you know, it, it's based upon the fact that everybody around the holidays, especially around the holidays, misses somebody. You know, there's always an empty chair at the dining room table between Thanksgiving and New Year's, and you're not alone in that thought, you're not alone in that sense, everybody misses somebody, for whatever the reasons, and especially like you had just said, this year in particular, you know, you're not going to be able to get together with the people that maybe you would normally would have, you know, everybody misses their kids, their moms, their dads, their uncles, their friends, whatever, we just can't physically be together. <clears throat> let us bring this to you guys, and let everybody share in the same thought, and let us be, you know, all unified in that way. Uh, the event is happening on December 18th. That's a Friday. If you're looking forward to it, it's going to be awesome. And I know tickets are on sale now, Al. What's the best place to go if people that are listening want to check this out on December 18th? Well, first, go to our website, which is trans-siberian.com. All right, but now there's a new site that just went live the other day called TSOLivestream.com. So either one of those will take you to where you need to be. It's $30 uh, to purchase the live stream. And the cool thing about it is that, you know, it, it hits live Friday, December 18th, I think at 8 p.m. East Coast time. But you have 48 hours to watch it. So if you know if you're rushing home from work or Friday night doesn't work for you, that's okay. You know, you don't have to worry about the downbeat of the show. Whenever you hit go, you know the show will begin for you know you and whoever's in your house. We talked about how different things are. I mean, Al, for the last 20 years, this has been the time where you've been road dogging it, man. This is this is the go time for the TSO, and mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in forever, you're actually home and not on the road. Is it nice? Is it weird? Is it different? It's all of that, and I think my wife's about ready to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, listen, it's all those things. It is nice. It's wonderful. It's different. You know, uh, we're going to be able to do things this year that I've never been able to do before. First time ever, I'm going to have all five of my children under one roof. You know, Christmas Eve, we're all going to be sitting in my living room together, and then Christmas morning, we could all wake up together. I've never had that ever. I'm spending, you know, a lot of time, you know, with with my family, with my daughters, um, things that I normally wouldn't have the time to do or the focus to do, you know, we're concentrating on all the positives that have been presented. It's all the little things that seem to matter a whole lot more right now, and and maybe the world needed a reset button, you know, or a tap on the shoulder, whatever, I can't read too far into it. I just know that in this household, you know, we're going to concentrate on all the wonderful things that have occurred because of this horrible plague. Yeah. You know, and that's all I got. You know, it's a half-full mentality. I don't know what tomorrow has for us. None of us do anymore. There's nothing but question marks on the horizon. But what I do have is the day that I'm spending with my, my kids now that maybe I wouldn't have been so focused on them. So now I am. So I'll take that. And I think this is going to define all of us. You know, of who we really are when this thing finally is in the rearview mirror and we can exhale and go, thank God that's over. I love it. I love it very much, Al. And again, it's happening on uh, December 18th. One more time with the websites if people want to buy their tickets. They're on sale now. Our site is trans-siberian.com. And the other site that's live now is tsolivestream.com. 
My four-year-old daughter went on it yesterday, and she clicked it. I think she bought it like four times. So. <laughs> Perfect. It's going to be a fantastic event. I'm happy that you guys are putting this on. A little sense of normalcy during the holidays will be fantastic. We appreciate your time, too, Al. Thank you very much for making it for us. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. Much love, and just please stay safe, and we'll be back together in a different way soon. But for now, we're going to have a great time for that 90 minutes, I promise. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Becoming fairly obvious, Big J, this pandemic isn't going anywhere. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Uh, Also becoming fairly obvious, if you've stepped outside in the last 48 hours, that things are getting a little bit colder outside. And therefore, if you want to be around other people and still be responsible during the pandemic, it's going to be tougher and tougher to pull off outdoor gatherings and be somewhat comfortable as we head into the winter months and into the holiday season. So the question becomes, how do you hang out and still do it the right way? Especially at an indoor gathering. And uh, because as they've discovered, indoor gatherings have been the prime places for COVID-19 to spread. But there may be ways to socialize indoors safely. That's according to Dr. Beth Thielen. She's an infectious disease professor. And she says if you're planning something indoors for the holidays, a couple of precautions you can take inside in order to make it a little bit safer. First, try to replicate the outdoors as much as you can indoors, meaning picking a large space with open windows if you can tolerate it is always a good idea. Also, keeping the group fairly small and trying to wear masks the whole time, especially if you're indoors, is a good idea as well. In addition, if you can keep those interactions fairly short, It's a good idea, too, because the time exposure to virus particles when they're in the air actually does matter. The shorter amount of time, the better for you. If you go out to eat in public, make sure you choose a place with limited capacity. Avoid places that feel hot and stuffy or don't have many windows. And it's best to go somewhere where people are seated at tables and not kind of milling around or standing around or something like that. And when it comes to holidays, remember, small mass gatherings are the safest. And if you have to travel, you should get tested for COVID-19 pre and post trip. And you should have about a week of isolation after getting off a plane or a train just to be safe. So these are the things you're going to have to think about or at least consider if you're talking about getting the family together, getting some friends together, whatever the case may be, so that you're not part of the problem as opposed to the solution. Make sense? Yeah. Will we do it? Well, some might. But probably most won't. Correct. America. Hey, the Dodgers beat the Tampa Bay Rays last night. The final score, 3-1 to one, to win the World Series. Four games to two. Their first championship since 1988. Mookie Betts' home run in the eighth kind of secured the game for them. Corey Seager was named the World Series MVP after also winning the NLCS MVP. He had eight home runs, 20 RBIs during this postseason. So, hell of a run for Corey Seager. Congratulations to the Dodgers on picking up their victory. Way to go. Uh, Tampa will probably be reeling from this for a while, but who knows? I think if if the schedule is right, baseball starts up again in, I think, three weeks. So everybody will be okay. Uh, Looks like Des Bryant signing with the Ravens yesterday. He will be on the practice squad, so a step closer to getting back on the field for the first time since 2017. He signed with the Saints, if you remember, back in 2018, but then blew out his Achilles attendant before uh, playing the actual game. So... That was it for him, but now he's back with the Ravens, at least in practice form, uh, practice squad form. And if you've missed the Daily Show with Jon Stewart, you should know Jon Stewart is heading back to TV. 
He is taking back his anchor chair with an untitled hour-long series, which will take back take an in-depth look at a single subject in each episode. Uh, they will hone in on topics that are currently part of the national conversation, and that will air on Apple TV. No premiere date has been set, but the ink apparently dry on the contract. John Stewart will be returning to TV in some form. So if you've missed him, that's how you can get a hold of the gentleman on Apple TV. Important stuff? Checkmate. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And going to get somebody qualified here for Santa sack, Nick. Yeah. What do we got in that thing this week? An Echo Dot smart speaker. Damn. Inside the sack. No, those are fun. Uh, I will also touch up with a gift card to Papa Joe's uh, Italian restaurant here in the Treasure Valley right there off of Capitol Boulevard. All right. So if you want to go grab some lunch or dinner on us and get yourself qualified for this sack, then now would be the time to get on the phone and play some Halloween-themed Pop Culture Smackdown. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. You have to defeat Big J in the process of doing so. If you're able to knock that out of the park, then look at you. You're qualified not only for this Friday's grand prize drawing, but every single grand prize drawing for the rest of the next six weeks, which, of course, don't forget, Santa Sack gets more and more stuff inside of it. That's how we roll around here. Hello, the X. Good morning. How's it going? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? This is Pat. All right, Pat, you're up first. Pat, in the 1960 movie Psycho, what is the name of the motel in Alfred Hitchcock's movie? The Bates Motel. Right. That is correct. You're officially taking on Big J. Big J, John Landis wrote and directed this 1981 comedy horror about two American students who are attacked while backpacking in England. What was it called? Uh, American Werewolf in London? That is correct. Right. Pat, to you, which 1974 horror film was banned in several countries upon release features the big horror villain Leatherface? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Correct. Big J, in what movie will you find, find Clarice Starling? Hello, Clarice. Um, that would be... Silence of the Lambs. That is correct. Right. Pat, back to you. Uh, which supernatural horror movie from 2002 tells the story of a cursed videotape which kills anyone who watches it seven days later? The Ring. Right. Correct. Big J, Nicole Kidman is a woman living in a remote Channel Island house with her two children in what 2001 gothic horror movie? The Others. That is correct. Right. I am out of horror Whoa. movie questions. Big yeah. J ran the gamut. Pat That's... did as well. It's amazing. So you, I needed that today. Are good to go, my friend. Pat, congratulations. It's a small thing. You got yourself all set up for Win Santa Sack Plus some Papa Joe's coming your way. Enjoy the food and good luck in winning Santa Sack at some point during the course of the next six weeks. There's your pop culture smackdown. We have got some headlines. It's next on the X-Rocks. The 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by our friends at Team Mazda and their website, GoTeamMazda.com. It is a great place to get started for your next new or used car adventure. Everything you need is right there. Inventory updates all the time, payment calculator, even the Fresh Start credit button. So check it out for yourself if you're in the market for a vehicle. GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. If you can't beat them, real mature, it sounds like a Saturday. Real mature. Billionaires can have problems too, Big J, you understand? Oh, do they? And the Los Angeles Times reports that tech entrepreneur Tom or Mark Tomfig 
says a neighbor tormented him with the theme song from Gilligan's Island over and over and over again. A three-hour tour. The issue began when billionaire financier Bill Gross, who is Mark's neighbor, installed a large sculpture on his lawn that Mark didn't like. And then an city inspector noticed that Gross didn't have the proper permits to display the piece. So Gross then got pissed that Mark ratted him out to the city, and so he retaliated against him by playing music at all hours, including the Gilligan's Island theme song and his outdoor speakers, on a loop for over and over and over again. Mark got a temporary restraining order against Gross on October 15th, and his lawsuit calls Gross a 76-year-old billionaire used to getting his way no matter what. And that's how he decided to do it. And so he decided to crank up the theme song to Gilligan's Island. I mean, I guess I've never really understood that because, like, don't you hear it too? If it's that loud that it's bothering your neighbor, you have to hear it. Maybe he's got noise-canceling headphones. Well, yeah, I guess, maybe. I mean, he is 76, so maybe he's got some hearing issues too. Which just takes out his hearing aids. (laughs) But still, it it would seem that, that there would be some... Unintended casualties involved in that for sure type of revenge, but I want to know what the statue was. Now it's not in the story. I tried to look it up. I can't find it anywhere. So I don't know what the statue was that would piss off his neighbors so much that he would call the city and have the city take it down. But listen, it sounds like rich people fighting rich people. Oh God, are you kidding me? Any any problem that involves your neighbor installing a statue is definitely. Rich people problem. Yeah. Things that I will never have to worry about. If you can't beat them or sounds like a Saturday. If you can't beat them. Uh, Kazakhstan is an actual country. And of course, it, it was, uh, you know, featured prominently in the 2006 movie Borat. And it was talked about at the time because the government at Kazakhstan hated that movie so much because of the way that it portrayed the country. Well, Borat 2 is now out and... The country has decided, listen, uh, we are fighting against a ridiculous pattern here, and it's not good. So they've decided to embrace Borat this time around. In fact, so much so that they have changed their latest tourism campaign for the country of Kazakhstan to Borat's catchphrase, very nice. The Very Nice campaign consists of four short advertisements showcasing the country's landscape, food, culture, each with a visitor remarking, very nice, during the experiences. A message on the country's official social media page reads, Kazakhstan, very nice. It's a place you may have heard of, but it's nicer than you ever imagined. The deputy of the Kazakh Tourism Board said that Kazakhstan's nature is very nice, its food is very nice, and its people despite Borat's jokes to the contrary, are also some of the nicest in the world. So wow, now, that's a turnaround. They are saying, you know what, you can't you can't fight it. Everybody's going to think about it anyway, so we might as well try to at least capitalize on it a little bit. So you can't blame them for that. Smart. And apparently Borat 2 is very popular, so they're getting their message across, I guess. Although, even, even still, I've seen both Borat movies. Don't want to visit Kazakhstan. Is that okay? Yeah, it's okay. All right, making sure. Wrap it up with Sounds Like a Saturday. And if you're a thief, a good way to get caught in the act is to take a nap right in the middle of it. A man identified only as Nathan owns 808 Bar and Kitchen in England, and he says he found a man asleep in his restaurant's bathroom on Saturday. Next to the suspect, a bucket full of bottles of beer, cider, drinks, and then a half-eaten cheesecake. 
Nathan realized that the man must have broken in overnight after reviewing security camera footage, which he saw two men take and enter several items. The video showed only one man leaving, however, so uh, he locked the sleeping man inside the bathroom and called police. He suspects the sleepy thief was high on drugs. Police took the man into custody and are still looking for the other man, but he did at least have some cheesecake and some whiskey to get him through the ordeal. What a combination. Right? I mean, it seems like it would offset each other, but uh, apparently he was having a good time, or he was super high, one of the two. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. For a better life. Bad flower and 30 here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Uh, thank goodness, Nick. We we can look forward to the Genio opening of the Turkey Hotline next month to give us Thanksgiving bird advice. Finally, uh, a phone call that we all need to make around t- Thanksgiving time. Somebody can give us some advice on how to fix the hot mess that we have created with our turkey. Especially now with, I think, maybe a lot of people being, uh, you know, not displaced, but but stuck where they are to do Thanksgiving, and they maybe for the first time, like uh, let's do a turkey, and, and maybe they haven't done it by themselves. Maybe the parents have always done it. Uh, that turkey hotline could come in handy because what do you do with these giblets? You leave them in here. I mean, you can see all the uh, the the disastrous situations occur. I wonder, do you think people really do use that though, or because the internet has come around, it's made stuff like that fairly obsolete? Yeah, I mean, you think you just hit up YouTube and watch a tutorial? Right, that's what I was uh, thinking. Like, I mean, you know, it's there and it's all visual. It's not, you know, you know, some lady going, "Here's what you need to do," or some dude going, "Well, here's the problem. You didn't take out the innards." Thirteen years straight. They've yeah. been doing this, and uh, you're right, absolutely. But I, I imagine people are using it; otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing it unless they like the free publicity, which I guess could be a thing. Too, sure, I some jamokes are, are talking about it, but <laughs> um, and so I, I think we're going to try to smoke a turkey. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, how long her. does that take? Hell, if I know. Okay. A long time, I'm going to guess, depending on the size of the turkey. Well, call Jenny O. She'll probably tell you. Yeah. Here's what you need to do in order to smoke your turkey. Uh, the grill is big enough in order to pull that off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they also are going to have a, a live chat option on their website. All right. So, so there's, a little modern. There's a little thing you can text back and forth as opposed to calling in if you'd like to. Uh, but it sounds like if you get into yourself a turkey emergency, if you will, you have somebody that you can call. Do you have that number? Uh, the number is 1-800-TURKEYS. That's not true, because that's not enough numbers. Uh, T-U-R-K-E-Y-S. Is that enough? Yeah. Oh, I guess it is, yeah. Is it really one? I'm not, no, I'm not lying. It's right here. It says that's that's what they're telling me here. All right, I believe you. I was just like, that's convenient, but I guess, you know, they've been doing it for 13 years, they got in on the number thing early. Yeah, it's not like they they got in and then forgot the password. (laughs) Who does that? Not us. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Not us. Call if you need help. We will do some bad impressions. They're next on the X-Rocks. On 100.3, the X. Yeah, bad impressions here gives us an opportunity to get you a $25 gift card to Jackson's Food Stores, and you can use uh, however you want. We'll send it out in the mail. You just need to figure out bad impressions. Dealer's choice. However you want it, you can have it if you want to get bad impressions correct. Our number is 208-287-1003. And here's how Bad Impressions works. Big J has prepared three clues. Individually and collectively, they all point to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that particularly famous person is in those three clues or less, then you are going to get something in the mail. It's going to resemble a gift card at which you can spend at a Jackson's near you. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. To the phones we go then. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, man. What's your name? Lucas. All right, Lucas, you're up. Honestly, this is my time of year. I mean, it's my name pretty much. 
Next clue. I directed a few classics, if you ask me. House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Lucas? Are you alive? Lucas? I think we lost Lucas. Lucas! He's still connected. Weird. All right. Well, Maybe so he hit mute by sorry, accident. Sorry, Lucas. We tried. Hello, the X. He got so silent. Hello. Hey, man. Uh, Big J, rattle off those clues again for me. Honestly, this time of year, I mean, that's my. it's pretty much in my name. Okay, next one. I've directed a few classics, if you ask me. House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. All right, last one. Get into my Dragula. New music on Friday. Uh, that'd be Mr. Rob Zombie. Yeah, that is correct. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with a Jackson's gift card. Hold on tight. We'll send you that $25. You can enjoy it uh, as you wish. And Big JY is Robert Zombie in the news. I'm very excited. New music on the way. But he's still making fun of us here in radio. <laughs> Why? Hey, here's the name of the song. Well, I mean, this is what people are assuming is. He posted something uh, on his uh, social media yesterday. Uh, the Triumph of King Freak, a crypt of preservation and superstition. <laughs> what is he? Think he's in Fallout Boy? What's going on here? Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be the name of the album or the song. He does usually have really stupid long named albums, and the songs are fairly easy enough. Yeah, to like Electric it. Warlock, Acid Witch, <laughs> Satanic Orgy, Celebration, Dispenser. Right, right. Uh, so maybe that is the name of the album. If not, we'll have to shorten it. What would you like to abbreviate that to right off the bat? Uh, King Freak. King Freak. Perfect. That's all you need. Or the right? Triumph of King Freak. That's fine. Uh, I like King Freak better, but yeah, that's fine. Either way, uh, Friday is when it's dropping, right? Or Thursday? Fr uh, oh boy, I thought it was Friday. Okay, I know Friday is what I when I first came, but then you said two days, and I was like, you posted that today. Does today count as a day? And I don't know. I don't either. Either way, I think it's coming Friday. The new music, and we're all excited for it because what? Four years since New Rob Zombie? Yeah. That's how long it's been? Well, uh, we are due. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Latest from Five Finger Death Punch there. Living the Dream is wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J today. Thank you very much to Al Petrelli, our friend from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, for joining us this morning, talking a little bit about their live streaming event that's happening in December. Tickets are available now. Check out the Trans-Siberian Orchestra website for additional details on how to buy your tickets and be a part of that cool live streaming event, which will be one to remember of that, I am fairly certain. Found out that despite the pandemic, sex parties are still popular. Too popular. I mean, it, it, orgy isn't the right word. Not when there's I mean, 600 people there. Yeah, what is that, man? I don't know. That's chaos, I think. That, well, I can't say it, but it's a tenacious D thing. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Uh, on top of that, we also had a chance to celebrate the birthday of the lead singer of Monster Magnet, which is never a bad thing. And Big J said, avoid the movie Evil Eye on Amazon Prime. It's not worth your time. So a fairly busy Wednesday. More to come on Thursday. Another chance to qualify for Santa Sack will be happening with Pop Culture Smackdown. We will also give away some more gift cards to some great local businesses. That's how we like to spend our time during the pandemic as well. And Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Yeah, whether it be late at night or early in the morning, uh, get out there and take a picture of this damn moon. It is crazy huge. Everybody put it on your socials. Yeah. To annoy the hell out of Randy. Moon he it hates up. that stuff. He does really hate when everybody takes the same picture of things. Uh, but then again, it's the littlest stuff that seemed to make him the maddest. Uh, which is fun. That's what we get. That's half of our kicks that we get is uh, is uh, aggravating Randy in some way, shape, or form. Is it? It's been a bit. I mean, I haven't, you know. Well, you haven't, haven't seen, seen him in a while. Him. 
I talk to him here and there, but I mean, I really haven't had the chance to get under his skin. And it's not the same to get under his skin via text because I try it too. It's just not the same results. Uh, that's the that's the thing I miss most He's, about the morning after the movies podcast is we're guaranteed to piss Randy off at least a little bit at yeah. some point during that and it's always fun i feel like he's probably not maturing enough now at this point he hasn't had that in his life <laughs> he hasn't had the practice yeah the verbal barbing i'm wor- i'm worried oh uh, yeah i think he's gonna be all right morning after with nick and big j jason drew's up next we'll see you tomorrow it's the x rock 